Words that blame and accuse, it causes a man to become defensive. Words that overflow or saturate have a tendency to overwhelm a man, meaning too many words, yeah. too much detail. Sometimes too, I have to set Christian up with the purpose of the conversation, because if I just start talking and talking and talking and talking and using and oversaturating all my words, yeah. he'll he'll kind of stop and be like, okay, what what do I need to be in this conversation? Welcome to the Danielle Hage podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Hage. Danielle is my mother-in-law and Nini to my three girls. She is pastor, speaker, and founder of Dynamic Traits. She has over 40 years experience in family and marriage relationships. She's been married for 43 years to Steve Hage, who travels the world preaching the gospel. And together, they pastor a church in Laguna Niguel, California. So welcome back, Danielle. Thank you. Today, we're gonna talk about the best way to push your man away. <laughs> so. Yes. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> Yeah, so these words that I'm going to tell you, there's certain words that um, women are known to use that will actually cause a man to disconnect. Um, he'll disconnect emotionally. It shuts him down um, emotionally and physically. Okay. So you just want to be aware of these words because it's something that kind of comes out of women kind of naturally. Mm -hmm. um, so the first group of words are words that blame and accuse. It causes a man to become defensive. I mean, yeah. though, blaming and accusing words is going to cause anybody to be defensive. But especially, you know, a lot of times women, because we can get critical, we can get naggy, yeah. right? And, you know, these are really uh, words like victim words. You always, you never. And women will use those words to exaggerate their point. But men are really literal. So when you say, well, you never take me out on a romantic date, he'll be like, well, we went out three months ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went out last year. Yeah. <laughs> For a woman, that Bringing is not enough. Bringing up all the accounts, uh -huh. <laughs> right? But, you know, they're just literal. It's like, well, that's not true. Yeah. You know, we went out the other day, for coffee. Yeah. Oh, but I didn't feel like that was romantic enough. Right? Yeah. So yeah. you just have to be careful about those kinds of words. It's going to turn him off. It's not going to draw him into a good connection with you. Yeah. Um, words that overflow or saturate have a tendency to overwhelm a man, meaning too many words, yeah. too much detail. And I know you might say, well, I'm not the detailed one. My husband is. I get it. My husband is very detailed too. But, um, but you know, so however, whichever way it works, but just, you, we have to remember ladies that most men just want you to get to the point. Yeah. Okay. They'll listen longer. If you get to the point, you talk in bullet points and, you know, here's one, two, and three about what you want to say or what you need and save the details for your girlfriends. Okay. Women love details. Yeah. Women connect verbally. They connect with details, but men, they just don't need all that. If he, if you just get to the point and he wants more detail, let him I'll ask. ask. Yeah. Um, a while back, I always use this example. I got in a car accident. It wasn't bad, but I, my husband, like he has a car fetish. He loves his cars and he takes really, really good care of his cars. So I thought, okay, I need to call him and I need to get right to the point. Yeah. And because I want to explain how it happened and it wasn't really my fault, <laughs> right? And so I call him up. I go, hey, Steve, I just want you to know I got in a little accident. I'm okay. The car has a little bit of a dent. And yeah. I just shut up. Yeah. And he goes, oh, oh, wait. Because that's the first question he's going to ask. What happened to the car? Yeah. How, what happened to the car? <laughs> yeah. Not 
wait, are you sure you're okay? No, yeah. he went to straight to what happened to the car. And I just said, I opened my door. Another car was coming in the parking lot and it, the door hit the other car. Again, not a big deal. I could drive it home, but I just wanted him to be aware before I got home, before he saw the damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, if he, they want more detail, get, fill them in, let you fill in the blanks only if they ask for that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes too, I have to set Christian up with the purpose of the conversation, because if I just start talking and talking and talking and talking and using and oversaturating all my words, he'll, he'll kind of stop and be like, okay, what, what do I need to be in this conversation? Like, do you need me to problem solve this? Cause I can jump in and start problem solving or, you know, do you need a solution? Whatever it is like, or do you just need an ear? Do you need some perspective? Great question. And, (laughs) And I've learned even better to start with the point and then he'll ask for details. And usually if I set them up too, like, Hey, I just need to process this and I need a different perspective. I need to, I need to know from you how to think about this. Then he'll want to ask a lot of questions and he'll want to go deeper. Yeah. And I'll be able to get all those words out. But if I start with all the words, he's lost. He's like, I don't know which way I'm swimming. Like, am I going upstream or downstream? Like, where do you want me in this conversation? That's great. Um, that is great. So to even just setting him up for the purpose of, and yes. this is what I need you. In. And sometimes I just need, I just need to get this out because it's like festering in me. Yeah. And I just need to, bleh, I know it's, you know, gossipy or whatever, or, you know, just yucky, but I just need to get it out and just don't say anything and like, let's just be done with it. And he'll, okay. Yeah. All right. You know, yeah. and, usually he'll and I think phone. that is great communication. I know so, sometimes my husband and I will, will start talking about a certain situation or maybe people in the situation. And I'll say, now I know I'm going to sound really judgy right now. Yeah. Let me just say it. And then, and then I have not talk about it anymore. Yeah. I'll ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> And we'll, we'll catch each other or he'll yeah. say something that sounds judgy and we will hold each other accountable and say, are you standing in judgment? And we're like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> but we can both agree that we both are. And it's like, okay, okay, we're yeah. not going to be yeah. judgy of that person. I just had to spill it for and a second. A safe you, space to do, do that. with yeah. a safe, yep. trusted person, yep. right? And setting them up. Like, I don't need you to join me, join right. in on me. I don't need to, you know, don't we don't need to like, go guns a blazing. I just, <laughs> you know, I need to get this out. But letting them know, like, hey, this is I what I, this is where I need you in this in this conversation. Another thing that I've learned, okay, because Christian and I have worked together for a long time. Mm-hmm. We worked together before we even started dating and got married. Yeah. So, and I've carried this over in, into our married life is really letting him determine the conversation and where he's at. Um, because there are some things like he'll walk in the door. I know we've done a podcast on transition time and because of where he's at in his life and an entrepreneur, sometimes he's still working when he walks in the door or working late into the night, even if he's at home in my proximity. So I have to be cognizant too of conversation of, is he still in work mode and he's not ready for the fluff of the day and Mm -hmm. this girlfriend more conversation, (laughs) you know, we're all about the girls dance schedule and all of that kind of stuff. I let him kind of determine, okay, now I'm ready to hone in what's going on. What's up with the girl's schedule. Tell me about your day. Cause if I jump in when he's still in work mode, um, then that conversation's not going to go anywhere either. And it's just going to feel like an oversaturation of like, oh my God, I can't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to go anywhere. That is so good. That is, that's a good thing to remind people too, about that transition time when men Mm -hmm. first get home. And yes, women will say too, well, what about me? And I know you need your time too, but remember men take longer to transition than women. It's the way our brain's set up. And if you need to know more about that, go back to our podcast on transition time. All right. Another set of words, words that continually overanalyze or overexplain force a man to become like your counseling client, Mm -hmm. counseling client. And we have to remember, ladies, we are not his counselor. You're not his teacher. You're not his coach. 
you're his friend, you're his partner. Okay. And you, you know, you have to, um, couch things when you talk to your man again, not, um, like you just said it, not analyzing so deep when maybe he's not in the position for that. He's not in the mind frame for that. So again, just, just be careful that you're not, um, being his mother, you know, you don't want to be his mother. Remember, no man wants to sleep with his, his mother. So you just, that's something. And because we are mothers and we are nurturers and most women, you know, that are moms, you know, have, they, of course, they have children. Sometimes we put our husbands right in that same category yeah. with our children and they are not your child. Yeah. All right. Okay. But how do we have those conversations? Because there are some times where we need to have, you know, like, uh, babe, the, every light bulb in this house is out. <laughs> You know, like, I'm not trying to be your mother right now, but I need you to see this and I need you to take care of it. Or like when you hung that up on the wall, thank you so much for hanging that corkboard up. But now when I ride the bike and I look at it, it's crooked and it's It's driving me nuts. Yeah. So (laughs) without like over and or I need, you know, I don't know. I know there's deeper things that people are going through more of like things that need to change in relationship. And those are probably kind of light. But when we do need to have it like, okay. Yeah. And I think again, it has everything to do with tone of voice. Yeah. And just, you know, you like with the light bulbs, you know, I need your help. Can you help us? The lights aren't turning on because the bulbs are blacked (laughs) out. Is that something that you can handle? Do you want me to get a handyman to handle it? How do you, what do you want to do with this? Yeah. They get to solve the problem. Yeah. They get to problem solve. Mm -hmm. Rather than you going, okay, I need you to do this at this time, this way, get that stool. You don't have to do all that. Yeah. Let him figure it out. He's a grown man. He can figure it out. Um, Okay. Words that, did I already say this? No. Oh, words that spiritualize, over-spiritualize every situation. Mm. Okay. That projects an attitude of superiority or condemnation or that holier than thou attitude. And, you know, and a lot of times in relationships, not in every relationship, but sometimes the woman may be more spiritual than the man. Yeah. And she wants him, wants to teach him something, wants him to learn something. Mm-hmm. So I actually dealt with a, a couple where the woman, <laughs> the man actually came to me and said, oh my gosh, she leaves scriptures mm-hmm. everywhere or but the Bible for open him. with highlighted. Not for herself. No. For him. For him. Mm-hmm. On his mirror. On the toilet seat. The back of the toilet <laughs> seat. Like. While you're sitting there so long. In his car. Yeah. And and it, it drove him crazy. He was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like, and what she's doing is she's leaving hints. Leaving mm-hmm. clues. Men don't usually pick up on hints yeah. and clues or it irritates them. Um, nowadays, it might not be the Bible. Maybe you're put, throwing a self-help book his way. Leaving that on his on the bedstand. Some Instagram. Read this. Yeah. All highlighted. <laughs> or some of your Instagram, Instagram reels. <laughs> sending him Maybe a podcast. And yeah. we just had a conversation okay. with yes. your husband. How did I he do this. Yeah. So I love podcasts. I consume podcasts. So does my husband. We don't necessarily listen to the same ones. But when we do, I love the conversation that comes out of it, right? Yeah. It just gives us something else to yes. talk about besides work and the kids. Yeah. And I love hearing his perspective. And it just I just think it gives us something great to look forward to at the end of the day if we both listen to it yeah. separately and analyze it. Well, I have sometimes sent him podcasts and without any explanation. So a lot of times I'll send him and be like, hey, really listen in at like minute 25. This is yeah. so interesting. This is new brain research or new hormonal information or whatever. And... um. I have recently, I sent him one and just the title of it alone. I mean, it had to do with sex and it had to do with like not enough sex. 
in the title just to like capture you in. And I just sent it to him because I was on the go or whatever. And he was like, immediately, immediately called me. He's like, uh oh. Why am I listening to this? And I was like, oh, this is this doctor. And I think I should go see this doctor because I'm in this hormonal situation and, you know, perimenopause. And I'm just learning so much. And I think you could get on board with, I think he's really has a perspective. He's like, but the title, am I in trouble? Like, am I not doing something that you're expecting? Like, do you need me to listen to this because you need me to change? I'm like, oh, no, that's just clickbait. Like, I just, I just want you to listen because I think it's great information that right. we've been talking about anyway. But his immediate reaction was, oh, crud. Oh, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I need to change. And this is her way because she's not getting her. She's I'm not hinting. hearing her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and that leads me to, you know, I had posted a reel, um, you know, a week or I don't know when it was, but I talked about, you know, um, how to come to a man and, and talk to a man. And yeah. about when you say, I need time to talk, always tell him also that he's not in trouble or that everything's okay. And yeah. I got a couple comments, people saying, well, that's demeaning. That's condescending. That's treating him like a child. That puts you in the mother role. Let me tell you why I said that. And every man I talk to agrees with this. They say, when a woman says to them, "I we need to talk, <laughs> they automatically I'm in get trouble. defensive. They yeah. think they have done something wrong yeah. or said something wrong and that they're in trouble. When a woman says, we need to talk, that's why I say I'm not trying to be condescending. And and again, your tone is everything. Yeah. But, you know, I just want you to know everything's okay. And you're not in trouble. I'm not mad, you know, not upset. Just need some time to talk. If you just yeah. preface it with that, then they won't come to the conversation defensive. But like your husband, you sent him the podcast and he immediately Got defensive, yeah. got, there's something I need to change. She's yeah. mad at me. I'm yeah. in trouble. And she tr wants me to learn this yeah. from this podcast. So you you just have to set the conversation up to keep him open so he's yeah. not defensive. If he's defensive, it's because he feels like you're going to attack him. Well, right? and every man has a warrior in them. So we yeah. want to be able to pull out, to support the warrior and applaud the warrior, but we don't yeah. want the warrior to fight us. Right. You know, and when we're in that conversation, if we've already given them permission or set them up to armor up and to be ready for battle, we're, then we're not on the same team. Right, and right, when we go into exactly. these critical conversations, we have to remember we're on the same team. We want the same thing at the end of the day. If you're in a healthy relationship with pretty healthy people yeah. who are navigating life yes. along the way. But if you set them up with like thinking they're in trouble, they're going to armor up, they're going to come with all their defenses, guns a-blazing, and then you right. are fighting each other like you're on opposite side, sides of the field and right. not on the same team. Exactly. And and I just want to reiterate this also, and you may have heard me say this before, but women, choose your words carefully. If he is not doing anything that is illegal, immoral, or unethical, maybe you just drop it. Yeah. Just drop it. If you don't have to call a lawyer, a doctor, or a policeman, or a pastor, maybe you just let it go. Leave it alone. I mean, the, you can find other things to to talk about. you got to choose your battles. Yeah. Do you want to die on that hill? Like, yeah. is it that important? Mm -hmm. Okay. Again, if it's not illegal, immoral, or unethical, maybe you just let it go. And sometimes as a wife, I mean, there's things in... In a man's life that another only another man can call out or only yeah, another man can yeah. iron sharpens iron. And I think as women, we need to be reminded too, to support those right. strong and healthy relationships in a man's life. Like Christian talks to his dad every single day. And that is a safe person. Right. That is his pastor. That is his father. They are iron sharpens iron. And I am so thankful for that relationship right. because my father-in-law even puts perspective to Christian 
that helps him come home to be a better husband, a better yeah. man, a better provider, yeah. because it's just that different perspective. Or there's a couple other men that are, or a few other men that are close to to Christian and us in our lives, but they're able to talk man to man differently than we as women even want to have to talk to right. our men and want to have to get across. So right. allowing your husband the space to have those healthy, strong, mentors. masculine mm-hmm. conversations and friendships and mentors it's is necessary. so vital. It's absolutely so vital. Yeah. essential. The older we get, hands down, if I can say probably one of the top things that have helped our relationship be healthy is that. Yeah. And yeah. supporting that right. and being okay with that. Right. And I think you're, I don't know that you ever get too old to have a mentor or a coach, you know, someone yeah. that you trust, that you look up to, that is where you're going. Yeah. You know, mentors are meant to be for, you want someone that to mentor you that is already at the place, already done what you want to do or where you want to be. Okay. Yeah. So not, you don't let just anybody speak into your life, yeah. but you let people speak into your life that you look up to and that you trust. Okay. So I just want to give you a step-by-step approach of of communicating with man, yeah. especially when there you have a need involved. Yeah. Like even you just said about changing the light bulbs. You know, yeah. how do you say it without sounding like you're so critical? You're being mm-hmm. critical of him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let me just give you the steps. So step one, I, and we talked about this a minute ago, but I'll just reiterate it. When you need a time to talk, you ask for a time to talk, you let him know that you're not upset, you're not mad, you just need a time to talk. He's not in trouble. Everything's okay. Yeah. All right. So number two. When that talk time comes, because he might say, yeah, now's a good time. Or, you know, I'll, I'll give me an hour, whatever it is. When the talk time comes, always begin with expressed appreciation. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, thank you so much for hanging the cork board. But now I'm noticing it's not <laughs> quite even. It just, I don't know, it bugs me. Do you want yeah. me to fix it? Or can you fix it? Like, can you solve the problem? Yeah. Basically, M- remember, men are natural problem solvers. Mm-hmm. Let him solve the problem. So you start with expressed appreciation for what he's doing that and what is providing for you all the good stuff because remember appreciation fuels a man mm-hmm. number three then you say there's something i need or something whatever it is you need that i don't think you know about mm-hmm. number four state what you need simply be as specific as possible when where how how long how much don't explain don't justify, just tell him literally right out what it is you need. And I hear men saying this all the time. If they just tell us what they want, yeah, we can do that. But again, women, him, ha, talk yeah. riddles, send clues, figure it out what you need, and then tell him what you need. Number five, tell him what it would be providing for you if he gave you this. And use the word gave, like, because gave is like he's gifting you, okay? Mm -hmm. Use it as not like if you do this, if you did that, but if you, when you give me this, this is what it's going to provide for me. And, and let him know, what does it provide? You know, when you plan a romantic date, it just, it just fills my heart. I just Mm -hmm. love that. It makes me feel like you've been thinking about me. I feel, I feel feminine. The fact that you took charge and control and you plan that and and thank you in us. Yeah. yeah it just let her let figure out what does it provide and yeah. sometimes you have to really think about it when he does that when he gives me that what will it provide for mm-hmm. me and it, it, this will create great conversation um number six ask is there anything that you need in order for me for in order to give me what i'm asking for mm-hmm. like what do you need from me so that you can give me what i need from you Okay, ask that question. And then listen, listen to what he says. 
Number seven, when he provides what you need, express appreciation for all his effort, the results, and the difference that it makes in your life, even if he doesn't do it exactly right. Yeah. Okay? Just his intention, his willingness. Yeah. You you let him know what that does for you. Um, he may not do everything right, and that's okay. But just the fact that he was willing to do it is huge. He's trying to please you. He wants to meet your need. Yeah. Now, if you do this, use all the steps, and he doesn't give you what you need, okay? This doesn't mean give up, okay? Try again. Try again later. Don't give up. Or, and if he doesn't do it just right, try again at another time. Um, And I always like to tell women this. If you wrote those six steps, seven steps down, which I encourage you to do, there's no shame in bringing your notes and using your notes when you talk to him. You have? When I first learned this from yeah. you, absolutely, I wrote down all, I think I even wrote it in a way that like was verbatim mm-hmm. what you would say, but I just had the blanks to fill in. So I'd like copy it off and then I'd fill in the blanks <laughs> and then Christian would know, like I would, hey, I, I need a time to talk. You're not in trouble. And he'd be like, let's talk right now. You know, like he never wants to wait. He's like, come right. on, bring it on, you know, yeah. whatever it is. But if I would bring out that sheet of paper and he knew what it was. What would uh, he do? I mean, we wouldn't even get to say, he'd be like, okay, what do you need? What do yeah. you need? Just, get, just, just tell me. So just tell, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're appreciative. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you need? Like, <laughs> like you actually have figured out to state what you need. Oh, you just need flowers and a card? What well, kind of? And he'd be like, I can on, do like that. oh, yeah, they'll be here in an hour. You know, like, <laughs> that is adorable. I'm not like and, and so see, quick to jump to it. And see, what that did is it made her so vulnerable. Taking her notes out, like, I don't want to mess this yeah. up. I want to do it right. And he thought it was adorable. I heard another man say the same thing. It was like, he, she didn't even have to get through the list. Yeah. He just cracked up and went, really? You have notes? <laughs> like, yeah. What is it you want? You got it. <laughs> I just think that's great. But again, a lot of times women refuse to do this because they think that being vulnerable is weakness. It is not. Being vulnerable is irresistible. It is adorable. You want your man to find you irresistible? Do you want him to adore you? Then go ahead. Yeah. Make yourself vulnerable. It's yeah. It's scary. It is scary sometimes. You don't know what you're going to get, but I guarantee, well, I would like to say I guarantee, I can't guarantee (laughs) that you're going to get what you need. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And what you're talking about here, I mean, in teacher lingo, whenever we're having a parent-teacher conversation, this is sandwiching the conversation. Yes. So you're sandwiching it between the two pieces of bread, which is the gratitude. Yes. You know, starting off with gratitude and And then showing appreciation. So having that conversation, being able to start that way. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've ever busted out that six steps and not had it go somewhere. Or, I mean, there have been times where there's a need that's more on the want side, but it's a little bit, it's not just in our goals of what he's able to provide in Mm -hmm. that season. Mm -hmm. And it brings about great conversation. You and I have talked about that many times too on the podcast about being able to receive what he's able able and willing to provide in that season. Like right now we are in a season where we are not spending extra money on X, Y, and Z. Yes. And so when that bubbles up in me, it just it just helps re-clarify. It helps, again, put us on the same playing field. We're on the same team. Right. Um, but if I can e- express those needs, express those desires yes. with a heart of gratitude, um, then it just makes conversation so much easier yes. and respectful. Yes. And that's a great point you brought up. And let me reiterate that. Don't ever, ever, ever ask a man to provide for something provide you something that he can't. He's unable. He doesn't have it. He can't. Or 
he's unwilling to provide that for a certain reason, which again can be a great conversation. But you know, if you want something that, you know, he can't afford, like he can't buy that for you. Don't say like, I'm just hinting, this is what I want eventually. Cause what it's going to do, it will have the reverse effect. It'll make him feel like he's failing you and that he's not enough for you. And, and he may just give up altogether. I am never gonna be able to provide that. I can't please her. Mm -hmm. I can't meet her expectation. I give, I give up. And you don't want that. You know, there's other ways of stating like what you just said, what you need, but you just have to be sensitive to, you know, again, the financial situation, how much money he makes. Um, I said this the other day, if if he's on a a school teacher's salary, not that there's anything wrong with being on a school teacher's salary, but you're probably, he's probably never going to be able to afford um, certain things, super luxurious items, you know? I mean, he's, unless he has a, Side business or something. Yeah. And again, I'm not putting down school teachers teachers at all. But you just have to know what just being realistic what with what your budget goals of. are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I can get that. Like, but I think too, this helps women identify one, their need. And you've yeah. said, you know, a need is definitely different than a want. Yeah. Um, and sometimes having the conversation, it could be as simple as, you know, when for me, like what I love. X, Y, and Z for my birthday. Yes, of course, you know, the luxurious items. But when it comes down to it, like a handwritten card and flowers, and he'll ask me exactly what type of flowers I want. And he provides that. And then just the appreciation, the simple things, you know, when we're able to appreciate the simple things, just helps these conversations continue forward right in such a better way when you get a better momentum towards right. that and this all again just helps to bring the best out of him mm-hmm. and it brings the best out of you yeah and yeah. that's You're what setting it's all each about. other up for a win you <laughs> know right. if i win by getting my up. needs met mm-hmm. and allowing you a win too right. again where it's for you to win it doesn't mean i have to lose and for me to win doesn't yeah. mean you have to lose right. we can find a win-win in that that's right that's good, good. okay all right well so i loved what we talked about today and the best way to push away, push your man away, but actually we talked about <laughs> how to really come together yeah. in good conversation, how to approach them, how to have great conversation right. and what words to use, what words not to use. Right. Um, so hopefully and, these are tools that everybody can use. And this brings an intimate connection. This yeah. is a conver- intimate conversation, which leads to lots of other exciting things. <laughs> so that's what it's all about. Just being connected. Yeah. Knowing each other. Yeah. Great. Good. More <laughs> tools for the toolbox. <laughs> That's right. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with somebody, uh, share it with your spouse. Please subscribe and hit the notification bell so you know when a new episode is coming your way. It helps us if you leave a comment or any questions you have down below. And make sure you follow Danielle on Instagram and Facebook.